Welcome to It Starts at Birth, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to take control of their prenatal journey through education and conversations. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, this is something we try to do every day because, um, let's face it, when you're pregnant with your, your third child, um, you know, you're dealing with these types of questions. And especially since it's been so long, uh, I feel like uh, about 10 years now, we're, we're sitting here and we're trying to figure out you know, how much do we remember and how much more do we need to research. So Faith has been doing an awesome job researching these topics and she has another great topic for us today. These definitely are things that are on the top of our mind right now. Um, some we forgot, some things we feel like between our last two pregnancies we can maybe even do better in our third pregnancy. So it's really fun to explore um, just education, all the resources that are out there, all of the research that's been done. And also just um, the training that people have taken time through the years to create um, that is available and accessible to us to give birth in a way that at least we know it's coming and um, that's more comfortable and to just make us feel good throughout the prenatal journey. That leads us to our topic of conversation on today's podcast. It's going to be a multi-part series on preparing for birth and our topic today is start breathing now yeah and this is something we talked about right before we got on the podcast and in a lot of ways um, breathing is your best weapon when it comes to fighting contractions because like faith was saying earlier you don't really want to fight contractions as much as go along with them and breathing is the thing that you can do in the moment that really empowers you um, and preparing for that is really critical and I know being someone who um, you know is there with Faith um, she's mentioned that it helped a lot when I encouraged her to breathe because it's a very difficult process to actually remember to breathe um, so um, I think this is good if you have um, any significant other who's gonna be there with you um, that you really understand that it's okay you know that they feel empowered to tell you to breathe you know so giving them that preparation, um, a lot of what she says, um, it's the other person's job to help remind them in the moment what they're going through is what was planned. So listen up, guys, if you're listening. And also, guys, be prepared for your wife to tell you to F off because she doesn't want to take your advice. But at the end of the day, just having someone there um, in that really intense moment, you may not you may even chew out your midwife or your doula or whoever you have as your support person. But having someone there just to gently remind you, hey, this was your plan. Um, these are the preparations you made to breathe properly in that moment of birth and that time period of labor and birth uh, can be really helpful. So definitely having a support person who's on the same page with you about how important and how empowering breathing can be throughout the labor process to not only speed it up, but to make it more comfortable for you and to actually work with your body instead of against your body during labor is something that is really unique to experience. I would um, liken it very much to an amazing yoga or meditation session, probably the most powerful of my life, um, having experienced just pretty much using breath and um, some positioning to make my labor more comfortable in my second pregnancy. So certainly I have experienced the power of breathing in your labor time period. 
So to break this down, uh, we're going to talk about it in three segments today. Uh, First of all, just understanding some basics about breathing. Uh, The second segment will be practice is power. Definitely now is a great time to start putting yourself in a position to feel confident when the labor begins. And then the third segment we'll talk about are some of the classes that are available and what those different classes specialize in because there are different options when it comes to birthing classes. And most of them focus in at some point on breathing techniques and preparing yourself in that way. Before I break down those three segments, I wanted to break down, um, or not break down, but share with you some of the information that the American Pregnancy Association um, has on their website about patterned breathing during labor and what it can do for the mother. Um, These are some of the benefits of practicing patterned breathing according to the APA. Um, First of all, they say that breathing becomes an automatic response to pain if you practice it. Secondly, the mother remains in a more relaxed state and will respond more positively to the onset of pain. So it can definitely help your mindset out. Um, The steady rhythm of breathing is really calming for you during labor. It provides a sense of well-being and control. That increased oxygen that you get also provides more strength and energy for both the mother and the baby. Think about when you're working out. Um, That's something that the instructor will often say, keep breathing, keep breathing, because it really does assist you in um, exerting activities in your life. It also helps to bring purpose to each contraction, making contractions actually more productive in the end. So, It really helps you to focus in on what your body is doing. And the powerful thing is that that actually helps your body to work faster and can, through that process, even kind of speed up the labor because you're working with your body instead of against it. For me, I think that was something incredibly powerful to experience. You're told your whole life that labor is one of the hardest things a woman can do. And it certainly is an intense moment. But when you realize that you mentally have some control and power over what your body's doing and how it's doing it, that's something that that's a strength you carry with you into the future and the rest of your life. And it really puts you in tune with your body and the power of your body. Um, And an added bonus is that pattern breathing and relaxation can become techniques for dealing with life's everyday stressors. So again, this is something you can take into the future and through some of the practices we're going to talk about in just a second, it's something that you can go ahead and start utilizing the benefits of in many ways right now. But one additional benefit from the APA that they list is that breathing can help you, practicing your breathing can help you to avoid pushing at the wrong time. This is something that's really important because there are times during labor that you may want to push or bear down, but it's not the right time. Um, It may not be the right time for the baby in terms of something that's going on that they need to figure out with the baby. And it also can be um, not the right time in terms of maybe you tearing or something like that that could add to your recovery time. So breathing can help to give you control 
over pushing when you push, how you push. And that is something else that can really help out the entire process of labor. The recovery time can be better. So breathing has a ton of benefits, not only making you more comfortable and making things bearable, but giving you a lot of control over the outcome in many ways of your birth. Yeah, taking um, deep breaths is really critical in this time. And practicing those gives you the power in that moment to rely on um, that practice that you put in. So I think, you know, when you think about it, um, there's not many opportunities um, for a guy to really help other than to be there and hold ha- <clears throat> and hold his wife's hand or girlfriend's hand. Um, but, like, if you can actually, um, you know, recognize that that is a really empowering thing to do, then you can recognize that you have a role in this um, other than just, you know, providing her whatever she, she asked for at that moment. You can actually be there as, as an assistant and help out. And, you know, that's, that's a cool feeling, um, especially, you know, um, con- considering like the first time um, I felt like I was just in the way. Um, so, you know, having a role can actually, you know, be a really empowering um, thing for the husband or boyfriend also. Yeah, and if you're um, planning on taking birthing classes, which I recommend, there's a whole uh, type and style of birthing class that centers around um, husband and wife or boyfriend-girlfriend partnering together to labor together. So I'll talk about that class option in a minute if that's something that you really want to work on and uh, get you know, to where you both feel like you can go into this process and uh, not pass out or not feel like you don't know what to do as either the support person or the mother. Um, There are classes to help you specialize in your goals and just um, to guide you through what's important. But one of the things in the first segment I wanted to share today is um, understanding some basics of breathing. And these are things that... um, I'll also talk about some simple ways to practice here in just a minute. But um, breathing sounds so easy, but in reality, if you have never spent time working on your breathing to relax or participating in yoga classes or um, working out in a certain way that made you really focus on how you were using your breath to work with your body and to empower whatever you were trying to accomplish, then um, there are some basics that you might want to learn. And I really had to learn these in my second pregnancy uh, for the first time, as I knew that um, a lot was going to be dependent on my breath because I couldn't depend on pain medications like I thought I could the first time. So a couple of things to understand about breathing if you're going to use it um, to your benefit and to kind of take control with breathing, is that the way we typically breathe is often very shallow and it doesn't necessarily uh, support keeping our bodies calm. We can actually kind of make ourselves anxious through shallow breathing and just not having learned uh, to work with our breath. And so it's important when you begin to focus in on the breath to understand that First of all, a great way to um, take control is to start out by breathing in through the nose. And when you do that, um, to fill your belly 
and not your chest with air. And for me, if I haven't practiced my breathing in a while or done a meditation or a yoga class, I almost always start out by breathing just into my chest rather than deep into my belly. One of the best ways to help yourself out and to do this if you're new to it especially is to put your hand on your belly when you breathe in through the nose. And I'm talking about taking a nice deep breath in and see does your belly expand. And a lot of times you'll notice actually your chest is expanding. So that's um, something that you can very quickly begin to, within a matter of a couple of minutes, um, to make an adjustment. That type of adjustment is really powerful and it'll really help you out when it comes to labor. You're going to be tempted to start taking really shallow breaths because it's a really intense moment. But if you know, hey, I can put my hand on my chest, I see that that's where my breath is coming in and move your hand down and instead start to see that belly rise and deflate and rise and deflate, then that's really step one of taking control of your breath. Um, another aspect of basics to breathing is that it can help you once you get that under control and you kind of figure out where you're taking your oxygen to is, um, to breathe in and out to a count. So for instance, um, a lot of times we'll breathe in, breathe out, breathe in and out, and that's very shallow. Once you start breathing all the way into your belly, it's already going to take a little bit longer for that air to get in and that air to leave your body. But if you breathe in to the count of three and then hold that for the count of three and then breathe out for the count of three, that's a really good starting point to start to see um, how you can slow your breath down and let the oxygen have a moment in your body to do what your body needs to do with that oxygen and then breathe it out. Um, that's also a good way in many ways of envisioning taking new energy in, letting that energy work around in your body and then breathing out what's old. Now the count of three is actually pretty short. Um, you can build up to the count of five. Of course, when you're pregnant, especially you don't wanna do anything that makes you feel dizzy or that um, makes you in any way feel uncomfortable. But what you'll start to find is that you can go longer um, breathing in, holding, and breathing out the more often you practice. So if you can kind of build yourself up a little bit, you'll see that you have the power to slow your breathing, to control it, and to really um, envision that energy and that air doing something for your body. Um, it's also really beneficial, too, to partner these types of breaths with stretches um, because that will also help you to begin to see how the breath so deeply affects all of the other things going on in your body. And when it comes to labor, of course, it's not just about breathing in and out, breathing in and out, and that's how the baby, you know, comes. It's really about supporting all of the muscular work that's happening within your body um, and all of the work that your um, body is doing to help bring the baby out. So some really easy places um, to kind of to kind of um, focus in on as you're breathing is places that you already have tension. So a neck is a likely spot. 
Um, any stretch that's comfortable is helpful to do this with. Um, but just to breathe in and then um, bend the neck and breathe out as you go deeper into the stretch. Um, now, I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm not a breathing instructor. Um, but these are techniques that as you kind of tune into and you breathe in and you breathe out and you notice those spots of tension, what you'll be able to do is to visualize stress and tension moving on out of your body. You can really begin to visualize in a lot of ways that stress uh, maybe close your eyes, see the stress, and envision that stress itself going out as you exhale. So your neck, your spine, any spot that feels good to stretch, start partnering that with your breath in a deep way. Um, an additional thing that you can do to really help get your body relaxed so that you can um, de-stress and breathe properly too is arm squeezes. So if you're sitting in a crisscross applesauce position, you're trying, you're, bre you're breathing, you're getting started out in a practice, one of the things you can do is start at your shoulders with your opposite hand, squeeze tight, and just kind of wrap it around so that you squeeze in like a full circle around your arm. It might take a couple squeezes to do that. And then just inch down, squeezing all around in each spot all the way down as you're deep breathing to your elbow. Keep breathing, seeing the stress visually um, leave from your shoulder down to your elbow. And then do the same from your elbow down to your hand. And then from your hand, push the stress out by squeezing and breathing through the tips of each finger. And you'll actually, towards the end of those fingertips, as you practice it and you feel really um, good and comfortable doing the practice, you'll actually literally feel like tension left your body. And you do that on both sides, and then you're in a really relaxed start, relaxed spot to start practicing your breathing. And that brings me to our next segment is how to practice some of those basics that I just talked about. That's one I did not know, so I'm going to try that sometime just for myself because I think it's important to be, you know, present in a um, in a really conscious way, um, finding that you're in the middle of it um, is half of you know the 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 trick. You have to keep reminding yourself that you're in a part of something that you planned on doing, and that's why these practices you know are really critical. Is that when you can rely on that routine, that pattern that you developed prior to um, the intense moments coming, then you can really just relax and let. Um, your practice take over and that's really you know that's a fun thing to see um, I think you know there's something to be said about um, you know as labor is increasing and as those practice breathing um, techniques kick in um, it's almost like a deep meditative um, place that a woman goes to where they are you know they're not really focusing on what's going on around them um, and you know, you can, as a supporter, you can kind of recognize that they have their breathing under control and your job in every way you can is to um, keep them um, exactly where they are for as long as they can by just kind of, you know, making sure that nothing can pull them out of that um, spot. 
um, kind of feeling all the outside stuff and eliminating the noise um, that other people create. Um, sometimes that won't bother the other person. It's just about where and whatever you can do to make sure that they can just stay in that position for as long as possible as um, labor develops. That's your goal. So, you know, once they kind of get there, um, you may feel like asking them, you know, are you breathing? But you can tell if you if you're very quiet and you pay attention. And once you recognize that they've entered into that you know phase, then you can really recognize that you've done as much as you can. And now you just need to you know just keep if you have kids or anything like that, make sure they're not distracting. Make sure that you know everything is just staying as calm as it can. The phone's not ringing, things like that. Just go into that mode and see how you can help out in other ways. Yeah, what you'll see a lot of times at that point is when when or was when a mother gets into um, that almost trance-like state is that, um, you know, with the midwives, the doula, the husbands, they just really sit back and support a comfortable environment. Maybe occasionally they'll jump in um, and check, you know, progress or make sure that the mother's staying, you know, hydrated if it's a long labor especially. But um, they're really is not much to do other than just let the body do what it's going to do if you have an a birth and labor that isn't an emergency type of situation. And that's one of the really interesting things to me too, having now experienced both types of labors, is that this is really one of those things that, um, you know, it sounds so intense the media p- portrays it so intensely. Um, movies, books, it's just so easy to write um, a gripping scene about a woman going into this really intense, extreme, scary labor situation. But this is actually a moment that most often you just have to surrender to, um, especially if you're going um, without pain medication. But remember, too, if you are planning on pain medication and getting an epidural, as we shared in our previous episode, Know Your Epidural, is that for a large percentage of women, additional pain medication is often needed in conjunction with the epidural. So um, you can't count on 100% pain relief. So understanding these techniques and that in a lot of ways, surrendering to the pain and not trying to control it or resist it, but just to let it do what it's supposed to do and what it's going to be doing um, through your breathing is a really powerful thing that you have control of. And here are some really good, um, you know, techniques and um, like ways to make sure that you have the time every day to practice. Um, it's definitely important to recognize that practicing a little bit every day is far better than spending a lot of time practicing one time. So recognizing that you can put five minutes in a day is really empowering recognizing that it's going to be an intense process, but you can prepare yourself. You absolutely can prepare yourself. And um, I had to learn the hard way that if you don't prepare yourself and you just wait until you're experiencing pain, um, you're not going to be very effective. And that's what happened to me in my first birth. Since I didn't think I would experience any pain, I didn't practice breathing. And when I felt pain, I tried to do what I had seen in movies and just kind of like pant and breathe really loud. And it wasn't at all effective because I had no idea uh, what I was doing or just even how to take basic control 
over my breath at that time in my life. So when it came to birthing my second daughter, I really began to focusing, focus in on practicing. And what I learned is that practice is power. And so that brings me to our second segment, practice is power. Um, and this is what I recommend doing. And it worked for me. And I was by no means a breathing expert at this stage of my life. Um, I had never even done like a yoga session, I don't think, at this point in my life. I didn't understand the basics. So what I did after attending um, the classes that my midwife offered was I just decided I was going to spend about five minutes a day working on the breathing techniques that they had taught me um, and also those portions of the breathing that I was just, those basics of breathing that I was just sharing with you, going in through your nose, expanding your belly, not your chest, things like that. So I'd put the timer on because it really can be kind of boring when you're first getting started out. And what I found very quickly was that I became instantly aware of how tense I was and how I wasn't processing the stress in my everyday life. That five minutes helped me to just realize I could take a couple of minutes every day and uh, learn how to take control of my breath, breathe out, and um, put myself in a way better mentality for the rest of my day. So very quickly, that made me feel pretty excited about what I might be able to accomplish in labor, although I was preparing myself for the worst pain ever, just assuming that that's my might be what happened. But that five minutes a day made me feel powerful, made me feel like I at least had some control and some level of understanding of how to um, take control of my body. A couple of things that really help with this five minutes a day um, are to turn on some relaxing music. For me, I particularly love um, putting on like Tibetan gong music that you can find really easily online or on YouTube or something like that. If you're more of like a harp person or a piano person, just any type of melody with no lyrics can really help just zone you into the moment, help you to make it a moment. I also, this time around, really enjoy lighting a candle um, and just you know shutting my bedroom door and focusing in on my breath. And so that's something that I've already started doing. We have just entered our fifth month of pregnancy, but I feel like that was one of the most effective things I did in my second pregnancy was those five minutes a day. And over time, um, I quickly built up to longer than five minutes because I saw how relaxing it was and it was just fun to get really de-stressed in the day. Another portion of um, practicing that can really help you to feel empowered is to notice when stress is affecting you in your current life and then use what you're practicing. So, you know, you may be having a tense conversation with your child or um, driving in traffic or have something pop up in work that really tenses your body and that you want to resist and if you practice these breathing techniques that you're learning um, or that you're, you're working on and trying to master, then you can really t- um, 
in a moment that's stressful and you have little control over what's going around you, you can begin to feel those muscles relax in your body. And changing your mentality really does change your reality. So that's something that you can um, take that practice and instantly start to see how it can affect you in real life. And that will also make you feel uh, really ready for the birthing process and like you're going to have some control over at least how you experience it, even though you won't really have control over what's going on in your body in a very large degree. Um, additionally, I know some people who just really hate, um, you know, sitting still and having to be quiet. So an extra thing to try out might be guided meditations. We are really lucky to live in this day and age because you can just go to YouTube and find a wealth of guided meditations. They range from five minutes, 10 minutes, um, to hour long guided meditations on various topics. And um, that's a great way to kind of keep your mind busy, but also get you relaxed and kind of get you visualizing things like stress leaving your body, positive mentalities. Um, some of my favorites are those that are released by Positive Magaz Magazine Guided Meditation. Then they're all about 10 minutes. So that's something you can easily fit into your day or kind of treat yourself to on the weekend. Um, additionally, there are some gems out there um, recorded by Ram Das, the author of Be Here Now. His are a little bit longer, but there are old recordings of him doing guided meditations, and they are really powerful to help you uh, visualize disconnecting in many ways from your body and just recognizing that you have the power to rise above what's going on in the moment. And it's something that you can do from laying on your floor to sitting on your bed. This is a power that you have no matter where you are. And it's certainly a power that you're going to want to be able to tap into during labor, whether or not you have medication. An additional way to practice your breathing and to um, witness how the stress in your body can be worked through through your breath is through prenatal yoga. That is something that really helps you to see that um, even when you're personally pushing yourself to stretch in a new way, taking your, breathe, your breath under control and breathing stress out can help you to achieve new levels of relaxation even in a really stressful position for your body. So that's an additional way to practice and I feel like you've got your breath under control for when labor begins. So those are my personal recommendations on what I have done um, myself and seen a difference in. I definitely absorbed a lot of these tips from the class that I attended and some of the things that I've read and just done in my own fitness routines. But um, when it comes to preparing for labor, you definitely want to hear from an expert, not just from a fellow mother-to-be. And classes are a great way to do it. Um, even though this is my third pregnancy, I still plan uh, to take classes this time around and to drag my husband to them as well because um, I just want to, you know, reset my mind, get ready for all of the different nuances and phases of the labor and everything that's going to happen and be reminded of tips I'm forgetting about. 
So um, one thing that you might want to start thinking about, if you're early, even if you're early on in your pregnancy, is what type of class you want to take. Um, seven months is usually kind of the typical time to begin classes, although I think I took mine a little bit later in my second pregnancy. But I'm going to share three styles of classes with you just to kind of give you a general idea of the various types of options that are out there. And there are additional options too. Um, Lamaze is probably the one you've heard of the most. And it is really, from what I found online, the most widely used style of class. Probably a large reason for that is that it works on breathing techniques that will help you no matter what type of labor you choose. So Lamaze even recognizes that what they teach in their classes is good for a birth with pain medication and without pain medication. It's a class that's broken into about 12 hours worth of classes, and they do it in short sessions over a certain period of time. So Lamaze classes are one of the options. This is the other option that I was referencing at the beginning of today's podcast, and that's the Bradley method, which I hadn't really heard too much about before I was doing this research. This is a father and mother-centered class, and it focuses on non-medicated birth, but it does recognize um, contingency planning and preparing you in the event that a cesarean or something like that may be needed. So the primary focus is on natural childbirth, but they do um, prep you for those intense plan Bs that may happen as well. And in the classes, you'll go through labor rehearsals and you'll work on relaxation techniques for pain management. Um, a third class style is hypnobreathing. This again is a class that focuses in on natural childbirth um, with tips for dealing with pregnancy and child rearing and just kind of using your breath as a way to take control of the discomfort of your pregnancy, the discomfort of your labor, and even how to breathe through um, intense moments when you're training your children as they get older. I think an important point, no matter what class you choose in the end, is that you really will feel a lot better um, if you practice whatever they teach you in terms of breathing at home and in your daily life. So that um, it doesn't, you know, the first time you put it into use is not in one of the most intense moments of your life. You want to practice using it in daily stressful situations. So that's kind of your habit. That's your body's automatic response to pain is to begin breathing through the difficulties in your life. Um, and then when you experience that really difficult wave of labor, that will be something that you can kind of automatically go back to. A great place to find your classes is to ask your midwife or your doctor about the classes that you're interested in and see what they offer. Um, definitely, it is a good idea if they offer or endorse a certain type of class. That's a great thing to take because then you kind of know what they think is really a good process and beneficial during labor. I enjoyed in my second birth having my actual midwife be um, 
the educator. And so I really knew, um, you know, what she was going to see as her role to support me in my breathing and in my relaxation for the whole labor and birthing journey. I hope that the um, basics that I shared with you and some practice tips and also the class styles uh, inspired you to feel like you can take control of your breath, even if you're not a yogi or it's not something you've ever really focused in on before. This is something you can do. It's actually the way your body was made to function um, at its best. And one of the things I wanted to share in in closing is that um, there was a study done in Australia and it focused in on those who um, took classes and learned breathing techniques in those classes and what type of impact it had on their labor. And they found a significant reduction for those who completed the course they found a significant reduction in the number of epidurals that were um, needed for the labor journey. So that says to me that there is quite a bit of evidence um, that this actually works to reduce pain at a level where you may not even feel like you have to ask for an epidural, Um, but either way, it's gonna make you more comfortable and help you to work with your body. So start breathing now. That's my advice to you. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to share everything that you researched with us, Faith. Um, I know that you're going to be really excited about getting me to um, Lamaze class as soon as we can. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take you to Lamaze class, and then we'll go get some delicious dinner or something like that. Does that sound like a date? That sounds like a date. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us for It Starts at Birth. My name is Mark. And my name is Faith, and you just heard part one of Preparing for Birth, a multi-part series. Join us tomorrow for segment two.